Hello, you cat and dog people. This is It's Training Cats and Dogs, the show for people with both cats and dogs who want peace in their home and peace between their animals. I'm Naomi Rotenberg, your source of practical strategies for keeping everyone in your multi-species household safe and sane. Today's episode is a dog and cat chat with Lara. Thank you so much for taking time to talk with me, and I'm excited to chat about your pets. Can you tell me a little bit about them and what we are working on? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so my pets are two dogs, Bowie and Luna, and one cat, Neptune. Um, and Bowie is my older dog, who's about seven, and about, uh, I don't know, the end of last year started dealing with some arthritis, so it's made him a little mm-hmm. more reactive, and he was kind of already my reactive, anxious kiddo. So, And so tell me about Neptune's relationship with both of the dogs before the arthritis set in. Yeah, so we've had Neptune probably about a year and a half at this point, and she was a foster fail. And she had so many issues that she was a foster for like three or four months. So they have had the opportunity to get to know each other super slowly. Like they didn't even meet each other. They just smelled each other and knew they were there. And then very slow intros, even once we formally adopted her. So probably about this time last year, like it was like March, April of last year is when we really like integrated everybody because everyone was very good at being calm around each other. So Luna, the younger, less reactive dog, she and Neptune are like best friends. They like sleep on top of each other. They're great. I have no worries about them. But he's always been like, if Neptune is doing zoomies or something, like I kind of, I, like we have kibble in like every room. We kind of have to like make sure he's, you know, give him some help staying calm or like focusing on us or like maybe we just move to a different room because he'll follow me to whatever room I go to. <laughs> so they've always, I guess since this time last year before the arthritis, Bowie's always been more sensitive to her but like we've all been in the same room very comfortably like especially if she's sleeping she has a lot of like shelves and hammocks and stuff that are up off the ground so if she's sleeping he's sleeping no one's like Mm -hmm. typically on edge in Mm -hmm. each other's presence um short of like i said like if neptune's doing zoomies or like if she and luna are wrestling sometimes Mm -hmm. boy likes to be the fun police but before the arthritis we were Mm -hmm. i was like so thrilled with where we able to get everybody so that was a turning point when you noticed that he was in pain yeah when we're in pain we're cranky and the stuff that kind of bothered us before really bothers us and so Mm -hmm. the cat seems to have escalated in trigger form yeah yes so what does that look like now i mean he's on pain medication right Mm -hmm. so yeah theoretically he's feeling a little bit better but she's still bothering him yeah and she is not doing a single thing like she's an angel around the dog (laughs) so nothing is her fault but he like around the same time that he started like limping or like kind of whining when he would like stand up too quickly he would also whine if she just walked into the room like she could be as far as the room is wide and just seeing her he would whine. And then even like if she was napping and holding completely still, he just could not relax if she was in the room, which was so abnormal compared to where we were before. And that's kind of still where we are. And I've tried to like go back and do some of the same steps we did when we were integrating them and they aren't proving as effective. And kind of like I wrote to you, like part of my guess is that like, I I don't know what it was that like made her such a trigger since she hasn't done anything. I don't know if he was like, hopping up when she came in the room and so then he started associating her with pain like I'm not sure exactly what it was but it seems like that bad habit or that bad association is has stuck so now it's like undoing something 
instead of just like, we were going so slow and so well the first time we did everything. Yeah. I mean, the whys of things is always kind of, it's a fun game. <laughs> it sounds like to me, it your theory makes sense, right? Like if an aversive experience happens to him every time mm -hmm. she comes in, like that's pretty powerful learning, even though the actual pain might be less and even though the aversive experience is not directly from her like he was technically doing it to himself but like yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know that yeah. uh, <laughs> so there's you know if that that's our theory mm -hmm. we can kind of use that as a like really high level crummy functional analysis of like yeah. <laughs> what the inability to settle when she's around is. Mm -hmm. And tell me a little bit about, like you mentioned what you had been doing before, but now what are the actual steps that you're taking? So like she walks into a room, he cries, then what happens? So like I said, we have kibble in every room. Mm -hmm. So bare minimum, it's kibble. And I try and do it like before I, before he even whines, like I'll see her walking down the hallway in my office from my office and I'll, you know, throw kibble. We do what's that. If we're doing a more deliberate training session, which we try to do with like higher value treats, because that's more like what we were doing back the first time we were trying to integrate everybody is more deliberate, more high value, like look at that with her. So mostly those. And then the other major thing that we've started doing is just keeping them separate a lot more often. So like right now I have my door closed so that she's not going to surprise us and show up when I like am not paying attention and not able to reward him for for coming in got it so when you're doing look at that type stuff is he standing or is he laying down he usually is laying down if i am not fast enough like he will pop up like it's a pretty it has to be a pretty quick rate of or high rate of reinforcement to keep him down so i can tell like it's not true calm right like he's oh yeah he's like constantly anticipating the next treat or else okay so there's a couple of things that pop into my head off the cuff one is that if he is usually like dogs have their resting spots right like <laughs> that tend to be relatively stable in each room so you could help him out by putting like an x-pen around his resting spot so that there's we don't think she would actually come towards him but he might feel the need to jump up because it's possible that she might approach him mm -hmm. um and so giving him that physical barrier might help okay. you also could then if you really want him to be able to relax mm -hmm. and he's not really able to right now you could use that as a visual barrier you could put you know you could be sitting next to him so he can still see you but like the place where she would be showing up from the door like you could have a blanket over it or something mm -hmm. so that's just something to play around with like that could freak him out more but it could also do the opposite and really help him say you know like i've been on guard waiting for this cat to show up yeah and if i don't see her then it's not a big deal and then that way she can have access to more space. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I would recommend is instead of trying to play, look at that mm -hmm. in these scenarios, like he's already over threshold. So look at that isn't an appropriate activity okay? <laughs> because then you get this like, huh, 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 yes. Right? And that's, that's not helping him 
make positive associations with her, that's just like getting him crazy. So I would have a snuffle mat or something like near his resting spot. And so when she shows up, like you chucks a butt, like some stuff in there. Mm -hmm. So he's learning that he can turn away from her and get that high rate of reinforcement. Mm -hmm. Plus the snuffling aspect is calming. Yeah. So it's less of a frantic back and forth movement. And it's really like, I see the cat. I could stand up, but if I stand up, there's going to be stuff behind me. You could actually put the snuffle mat kind of like on the side. So like he doesn't have to get up if he doesn't want to, because getting up might be rough for him. I would also make sure you're probably doing this, but like I have an arthritic dog and he likes to lay on the hard floor. And I'm like, dude, I have all of these like super cushy things (laughs) for you. What the, what gives, but you would try to make his resting area as cushy as possible. So it is more effort for him to, <laughs> to yeah. get up. Yeah, You're trying to like set up the environment to make it that he will, if he was resting, he will remain resting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that would be like the first thing. And you, you know where in the house these things tend to happen. Sounds like your office is one. Yeah. Maybe like the living room is probably another. Yep. It's like I do this for a living or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Where like everyone wants to be relaxed, but he can't actually because mm-hmm. she might she might come around. Yeah. So I would also, I don't know what he's doing in terms of like long lasting chews or anything like that. But if you have options like that where she shows up and he gets a chew. Yeah. Like. That would be, I'm trying to make your life easier that like stuff is a little bit more hands off than like you having to grab a bunch of cookies and then like play look at that. You can just be like, oh, look, the cat is here. Chuck, nibble yeah. into snuffle mat. Or, oh, look, the cat is here. Here's a bully stick. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense to have it be a more decompressing activity for him at the same time. Right, right. Yeah. And we want to, so I always try to toe the line between like, we, we like to go straight for like the therapeutic, like work where we're actively training. But sometimes for some anxious type dogs in particular, like putting a lot of attention on a thing makes it Mm -hmm. more triggering. Yeah. Right. Like we really want him to ignore her, right? But she's not doing anything to provoke him. If she was, then we would have a totally different plan. But if he really just needs to glance up and then go back to doing his own thing, then we want to make it so that it is as easy as possible for him to do that particular yeah. <laughs> um, behavior. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So how does that feel? I, I love that. And I and I know, too, that like, like kind of our morning routine is I'm usually here by myself. My partner's at the gym. So I like give everyone Kongs. I give Neptune some peanut butter. <laughs> she loves peanut butter. And like he has no problem ignoring her doing that. So I know that he can do it when he has something more engaging like that. And then like pairing that with the sight of her feels very smart. Yeah. So... I do want to impress that this is not like a consistent pacifier, right? You're trying to do a classical conditioning, right? She shows up and then you're making good things happen, but the 
things that are happening also happen to shape the behavior that we want. Um, but we're not asking him for a particular behavior. Mm-hmm. He, it's just the natural consequence of being given something to eat that is yeah. requires laying down. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but you wouldn't be doing this so that you have to like give him a Kong all the time, right? Like he's not going to be constantly like having to be eating a Kong, right? While she's, anytime she's around. Theoretically, once he's done with his food puzzle, he's probably going to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're they're tiring and he's an old man. So that should help (laughs) also really just kind of like take whatever arousal spike does happen and kind of push it down the lane a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that it sounds like a good option. But I would also think about that environmental management too, of like setting up the space so that he feels more secure. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, is he able to have her kind of out of sight, out of mind? Yeah. Yeah. So if she's not around, then he can rest. Yeah. Yeah. And I was even thinking when we were talking about like, where does this happen? It does happen in my office in the family room. And then even at night, like they all sleep on the bed together. Like there are definitely situations where that he's able to relax around her. It's like, yes, definitely environments where like it's happened before. But yeah, she's not in here. He's zonked. <laughs> Great. So the the option of creating that visual barrier when you aren't able to like be noticing when she's showing up might be helpful too for him to have like, I don't want you to cut his visual access off from you. So if you're in the room, like I want him to know that you're still there because yeah. that would be freaky for him yes. probably. Want to know that I'm still here all the time too. <laughs> Good. Just checking, you know, some people are like, "Oh, and that means he needs to be in like a covered crate all the time." <laughs> so, just you know, I like to be clear. Yeah. So, how w- let's let's recap. Okay. What are the action items that you are taking away from t- this? I mean, the number one one that I can like definitely do right away is doing a more like long lasting, a snuffle mat and decompressing treat of some sort for him whenever she appears. Mm-hmm. So chew, snuffle mat, that kind of thing. And then visual barriers whenever I can't be more vigilant about noticing her mm-hmm. and then something to keep him. And I do think he's pretty good about like We have baby gates all over the place. So Mm -hmm. I think he does know like that is a layer of security. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think that's a good option too. I think he will know immediately like what that means and that he can be a little more at ease if he has that around where he's resting. Yeah. The other thing that the last thing that I will say is that as our pets get older and their bodies start to surprise them in potentially not so great ways. You might talk to the vet about whether just treating the medical pain is enough. So it can be difficult for a being to realize that they don't have the abilities that they had before psychologically. So Mm -hmm. there is that aspect of cognitive stress as well that could be playing a slight role here he's not super old yet so like we are kind of like at the front end of things but i would just keep that in mind right i'm not a vet so i can't give you anything more than that but i have in my experience had cases where the pain is managed but it's never going to go completely away and so you know he's not going to like feel like a totally young dog again and there's you know 
something to be said for helping him out in other ways with that. In addition to like making his environment more comfortable. Yeah. So that's just something else to consider, especially if he's like an anxious kind of dude in general. <laughs> these are these are my spirit animals. I'm like, I'm staring at mine right now. He's totally zonked out. He's actually on the fluffy bed, which I'm shocked that he's on there. But yeah, anxious, anxious, weird yeah. dogs are my spirit creatures. But yeah, so those are my general recommendations. I can't wait to hear how these things pan out for you. Do you have any other questions before we head on to the outro of this wonderful episode that I'm sure so many people are going to be happy to hear? I don't think so. I was going to ask if you feel like there's anything that like Neptune should be doing. Like I said, she's not the problem, but like I could, like we don't, she knows really useless tricks, like giving kisses and like, well, trimming her nails, but like we don't do stations or anything. So again, she's not the problem, but like it, it's something we could always do because we've not even tried that. Yes. So the next phase would be, you know, outside of this kind of management slash enrichment way to work on things would be to do some setups where she is coming in and out of the room on purpose and we are reinforcing him for calm while she's doing that so that would look like something like super bowls or just targeting a a mat and then targeting another one (laughs) right so you could start to work on those things with her just for S's and G's, but also for like an enrichment activity for her so that you could pull that out when you feel like you might need to. You might not need to, right? Sometimes we just can stop at management and everything kind of resolves, but that would be my next step that would my brain would go to. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Cool. And any resources on teaching these things, I will link in the show notes, the Super Bowls thing that I was just talking about. (laughs) And is there anything else that you need in terms of resources to be able to execute what we were talking about? I don't think so. I was like, yeah, I I love this stuff. So I was like, yeah, Super Bowls. We can do Super Bowls. Super Bowls. (laughs) Shout out Leslie. Love her. Cool. So yeah, I can't wait to hear how things go. And I appreciate your time. And thanks to everyone here who is listening in the future. If this episode helped you feel less alone, gave you some ideas for your struggles with your cats and dogs, please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And I would be so appreciative if you would take a few minutes to review the podcast because your support helps other people find this show and get access to cat and dog specific content. And if you want to be awesome like Lara and do a dog and cat chat with me on the podcast, make sure to follow me on Instagram at praiseworthypets and head to my link in my bio to schedule one of these fantastic little coaching sessions. And that is all for this episode, you wonderful cat and dog people. I will see you next week for more It's Training Cats and Dogs. Mm-hmm.